Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Look at his answer here in verse 19. This is Joseph's answer. He hadn't asked God for an answer. This is Joseph. And Joseph, her fiance, was a good man. He did not want to disgrace her publicly. So he decided to break the engagement quietly. It was a great answer, but it was the wrong answer. You see, the Bible says this. The wisdom of man is not equal to the wisdom of God. You and I can't do life just with our own wisdom because we're not all-knowing. When Joseph found out that Mary was pregnant, he was going to do what many would have considered the right thing, break off the engagement, but not make a fuss about it. Seems reasonable, right? But that's not what God had in mind, and God let Joseph know that. It's the same for you. Making decisions without God's input will cause you to miss God's best for you. Pastor Mark, in his teaching, will be reminding you of that fact. You need to get plugged into what God has planned for your life so that you'll have the best fulfillment and achieve your best life possible. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the book of Luke, chapters 1 and 2, with part 1 of his message, The Answer. all of you that are new, good to have you with us. It's so good to have you. How many glad the rain just went right on by? Praise the Lord for that. Yeah, good stuff. You know, in, in life, uh, there's all kinds of questions. We better be careful that we have the right answers. That's kind of what we're going to talk about today. The title is The Answer. That's what Christmas Eve is all about. May, let me just encourage you. This is a time of celebration and making memories. I'm going to start with the kids tonight because it's Well, Christmas is really about kids, too. So uh, here is a list of the five hottest toys in 2015. Here are the Dareway, a mini Segway scooter. Notice the next one, Xbox One, Disney Frozen Dolls, Max Toll Truck, and Skylander's video game. Now, kids, I want you to tell me what you think the answer is. What is the most popular of those five toys this Christmas? Tell me. Yell it out. Let me hear it. The answer is Frozen. Somebody in the last service had, it was an adult, had their Frozen doll. I'm worried a little bit about that, but I guess it's all right. Now I'm going to give you a chance for the adults to see how you guys do. My wife likes to make biscottis, and so we're always going to Sam's and getting all these kind of nuts and whatever. Well, she decided to make a biscotti with pistachios in it. So we had in front of us shelled pistachios and those without the shell. I'm trying to think, okay, which is the better buy? You would think that, wouldn't you? Yeah. And so I, I didn't know how to even spell what? 
pistachios. How do you spell it? I'm looking on Google. And I came up with it. Here's the answer. Watch the answer. See if you, how good you are. Shells comprise about 45% of the pistachios, and that's weight. You do the math. So when you go in the store and it says this for this and this for this, half of it is what? The shell. So it's good. Now, Google just came out with their 10 most requested questions and the answers that they would give. Do you know the second one was Ebola? What is it? How can I make sure I don't get it? Is there a treatment for it? Now, as you begin thinking about all of these, everything that I just mentioned to you is about the physical it's about the physical, the, the money, the toys, our health. But the real you today, the real me, is spiritual. You see, I'm going to be a person that lives forever. So we're going to talk about, about three of the most common spiritual questions that everybody asks. Here's the first two. Why was I born? And number two... How can I discover purpose and meaning for my life? Now, all of us use Google. It's amazing. It's fast. But when I'm searching for answers about spiritual things, death and life and heaven and hell, I want the right answers. Nobody wants to have the wrong answers when you're thinking about heaven and eternity. So first thing I want to share with you, Only God is all-knowing and has all the right answers to life. Google doesn't have all the right answers. Only God has them. And we're going to say this a lot of times today, so I want you to kind of get used to it. I want you to turn to your neighbor and just say this right now. God has the answer. Turn to your neighbor and just tell him right now. God has the answer. Could I hear an amen even in this Christmas Eve? Okay, good. So that's kind of a given, but sometimes we forget that. We're going to go through and have a lot of fun together. Now, why was I born and how can I find purpose for my life? It actually, those two fit together perfectly. Did you know that every month here in the United States, one quarter of a million people every month ask this question to Google, what is the purpose of my life? A quarter of a million people in America every month. Now, purpose. What is purpose? It's the reason why you exist. So they're asking, why am I here? What is life all about? Well, let me tell you what the Bible says. It's very simple. Here's the answer, because we're going to talk about the answer a lot today. Here it is quickly. A life filled with purpose doesn't start with you, it starts with a personal relationship with God. Watch how God writes it in the Bible. It's in Christ that we find out who we are and what we're living for. Long before we heard of Christ and got our hopes up, he, God, had his eyes on us. He had designs for us for glorious living and Part of the overall purpose that he is working out in everything and everyone. You see, you and I were created by God for God. Everything starts with God. 
We were designed to do life with God in a lifelong, intimate relationship. And as you and I kind of do life together, we begin to understand what this is all about. Now, let me give you a little extra credit. If you want to simplify this Christian thing, it's very simple as far as purpose. Here it is. Two purposes is to know God. What does that mean? Personal relationship. And you're going to see it's not religion. I'm glad you're here, but it isn't religion. It isn't rules. It isn't regulation. I'm to know God. It's a personal God. And the second thing that brings me purpose is the reason I'm here is to know God and make him known. To know God and tell other people about him. Lots of you got here because somebody handed you an invite. And that's why we do this. And you're going to see in our story, we're going to kind of do the Christmas story together. And you're going to see how God interacts with Mary and Joseph and the shepherds and how they get their questions of life answered. We begin with Mary. Take a look. Luke chapter 1. God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph. Now, Gabriel appeared to her and said, greetings, favored woman. Now, remember, Mary's probably 12 to 14 years old, really young. And the Lord is with you, confused and disturbed, lots of questions in Mary's mind. Mary tried to think, what in the world does this angel mean? Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. The name Jesus is the Old Testament name Joshua, which means I am salvation. I need to be saved from something. Now, the question Mary's going to have is a question that every lady would have, and here it is. Mary, verse 34, here's her question to the angel. How can this happen? I'm a virgin. I've never had a relationship with a man. And notice the answer from the angel. When we ask God questions, God has the answer. Here's the answer. And the angel replied, here's how. The Holy Spirit will come upon you. It's all about God. It's not about you. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby will be born, will be holy. In other words, without sin. And he will be called the Son of God. He will actually be God in the flesh. Jesus came down and put skin on like us, and he became like us. So Gabriel gives the answer. From this time on, Mary saw the purpose. No one else would ever have that purpose. She had the purpose to be the mother of Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. She lived the life sharing that with others, making it known. So understand in this little environment with Mary, just say this again with me, God has the answer. Say it with me, God has the answer. See, in every part of life, God has the answer, and we saw that. Now, it's nice that Mary has the answer. What happens when Joseph hears this? A 14-year-old, and you're going to have a baby. Say what? Just exactly like you and I would. Well, watch how God solves the problem. Matthew 1.18. This is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother, Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, figure that one out, she became pregnant through the power, there's the answer, of the Holy Spirit. So when Joseph hears that Mary's pregnant, he does what we normally do. 
All right, here's the problem. I don't really understand this, but what am I going to do with it now? So he's going to answer his own question. And Joseph is actually going to do a very good, kind, moral thing. He's just going to break up with her. Now watch. That would have been the kind thing to do, not to bring any kind of judgment on her. And look at his answer here in verse 19. This is Joseph's answer. He hasn't asked God for an answer. This is Joseph. And Joseph, her fiance, was a good man. He did not want to disgrace her publicly. So he decided to break the engagement quietly. It was a great answer, but it was the wrong answer. You see, the Bible says this, the wisdom of man is not equal to the wisdom of God. You and I can't do life just with our own wisdom because we're not all-knowing. So notice God has the answer. Watch what happens in verse 20. As he considered this, how, what timing I'm going to do to separate from her, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, supernatural. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. And she will have a son, and you're to name him Jesus, for he will save his people From their sins. And when Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded and took Mary as his wife. Joseph would live this life of purpose because he got the answer and he obeyed and did what God told him to do. See, it's no good getting the answer and then not obeying what God tells us to do. Now, there's another group of people. We'll do it quickly. I'll read it to you. The shepherds were out on this night a couple thousand years ago, and it reads like this. That night, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding the flocks of sheep. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared around them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them, and they were terrified. They had all kinds of questions. What is the angels coming to visit us for out here in the fields. Now, as they were asking these questions, the answer came. But the angel reassured them, don't be afraid. I bring you good news. That will bring great joy to 10% of the people. Is that what it says? No. To all people. The Savior... Yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born in Bethlehem, the city of David. Say with me again, God has the the answers. He just said, no, here's why I'm visiting you. And, And we know from the story that the next thing they did is they went and found baby Jesus. And they worshiped. And the next thing they did, see, they, they, they had a relationship. They, they worshipped him. And the next thing they did, they went and told everybody, I found the answer. I found the answer. The Messiah has come. See, the Jewish people have been looking for the Messiah for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. So once they found the answer, they told others about the answer. Now, there's a lot of confusion today. It wasn't this way in the old days, but it is today. Do you know a lot of people don't even know why Christmas why are we here? Is it about Black Friday? Is it about... Well, very simple. God gave the answer to Mary and Joseph and the shepherds, and he gave the answer to us. Now, I'm going to ask you to help me read it. Here's what Christmas is about. This is why we're here. This is why you're here at Christmas Eve. 
Why did Jesus come to earth? I'll read the first part. Mary, you're to name him Jesus. Say this with me. Jesus' name means I am salvation. Okay? To Joseph, Joseph, you are to name him Jesus, for he will, say it with me, save his people from their sins. And let's go to the shepherds. Shepherds, I bring you good news that will bring great joy. You already corrected me to all people. Now let's say it. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord has been born today. Well, the first question many of you are asking is this. Why do I need a Savior? I'm doing just fine. What's this Savior stuff about? Well, here's why you need a Savior. Psalm 51.5 says, For I was born a sinner. Yes, from the moment my mom conceived me. You see, after Adam and Eve, everybody is born with a sin nature. It doesn't end there. Romans 3.23 says this, For everyone has sinned and falls short of the glory of God. So I sin by nature. I'm born a sinner. And then I sin by action, myself. So there's three keys as to what this Christmas Eve is all about. It's really the whole Christmas beginning, the story. Here's the three keys. Let me share them with you. The Bible tells us, I just read that to you, that every person is born a sinner. We say, well, what's the big deal then if we're all sinners? Well, here's the problem. Sin always separates. It separates us from a relationship with the Holy God. It always separates. So that means every single person, your greatest need is not money, a date, another spouse, a new car, a gift under the tree, an education. Your greatest need, say it with me, is forgiveness. Would you say this with me? Everyone needs a Savior. Say it with me. Everyone needs a Savior. That's why we're here. That's why Jesus came. And and sometimes the world doesn't understand this, or maybe you don't understand this. Now, if I don't receive God's forgiveness, that leaves me empty. There's no purpose without a relationship with God. Empty. Lots of activity, but no fulfillment. Empty. Lonely, I was made for that relationship. Guilty. I I know I'm a sinner. So do you. And afraid of death. Sin causes a person to search for answers, for meaning, for purpose, for significance, for what happens after death. Why a quarter of a million Americans? What is my purpose? Now, as you begin to think about that, God put that in us for a reason. The Bible tells us that God put within your heart, when you were born, eternity. Now, what does that mean? The book of Ecclesiastes says, God put eternity in your heart. It simply means this. You know, even though you might even come up here afterward, the service and say, I don't believe it. I don't have that in my heart. I've never even thought about it once. Basically, you're lying. Because when you're quiet and when you're by yourself... Or when you're in a funeral, you think about it. So what does eternity mean in my heart? It means that I know I'm going to live forever somewhere. I know that this life is not the end. And that causes me to think about questions that I'm asking that I need answers to. And as you think about that, God created us 
to have a relationship with him, know, worship, and love him. And that relationship is only solved by God. So here's a little picture. How many like putting puzzles together? Let me see. Puzzles? You like puzzles? Okay, good, good. Maybe some of you got a 20,000-piece puzzle or something, whatever. Here's a simple puzzle. Without God, this is what life looks like. See, you were created with eternity in your heart. The only thing that will solve your emptiness, your loneliness, your lack of purpose and meaning, and we try all these things, power, possessions, money. Religion is the biggest deception of all. Coming to church, I'm a good person, I give money, I use my gift. Man, that Salvation Army bell went out and I put a fiver in there, baby. I'm good. That doesn't work. Doesn't matter what church. And of course, pleasure doesn't. So none of these things fill the void. One of the biggest things is I'll do it my way. I'll just do life by myself. I really don't need God. So our spiritual thirst cannot be satisfied with the things up there. So I remain on a purposeful search in my life. So how, does, how do I find purpose and meaning and life and peace and joy? Here it is. There's Jesus. It's not knowing about Jesus. A lot of people think this. You ask them. I have a lot of neighbors. And when I talk to the neighbors, many of them know I'm a pastor. So they go mow their lawns and put their heads in. No, they don't. They're fine. We have a lot of fun together. But you say to people, well, I believe in God, and I believe in Jesus. I'm going somewhere at Christmas. I believe in Jesus. That's good. Do you know that demons believe in Jesus? Of course they believe in Jesus. They know he's real. They're not going to heaven. So it isn't about knowledge. It's a relationship that you have to have with God. Now, when you begin to think about that, a personal relationship starts with having your sins forgiven. That's why Jesus came to be our Savior. Look at this answer. Here it is. Very simple, crystal clear from God's Word. Salvation is found in Jesus and Him alone. I can't get my sins forgiven by going to church, being a good person, being educated, believing in God. No, I can't do any of that. Notice what Peter wrote, there is salvation in no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. Now, I'm going to give us the last question to answer. Then we're going to have a lot of fun together and then celebrate. The most important question you will ever answer is this. When I die... What happens to me? Now, let me give you a little funny at the start because talking about death is sometimes, mm, mm, it's okay. Do you know that death runs in your family? <laughs> runs in mine too. The latest statistics one out of one dies. It's pretty much it. Today, Pastor Mark taught about how Jesus came to earth to provide the answers for your most basic questions. He came to tell you why you were born and how to find the true purpose and meaning for your life. You were told about the extraordinary steps God went through to make sure that Jesus, our Savior, would be able to satisfy all of the requirements to finally free you from your sin. 
There's so much to learn from Pastor Mark's current series, so be sure to join us again. In the meantime, we'd like to offer you a CD copy of today's message for your own archives or for you to share with friends and family. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and click on Order a Message at the top of the page. There you'll be asked for the mailing information and be sure to include today's date. Each CD costs $5 to cover materials and shipping. Again, to order your CD copy, visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Next time, you'll hear Pastor Mark teach more about the purpose of Jesus' appearance on the earth. You'll learn more about the circumstances around Mary becoming pregnant and how she and Joseph were assured by God that everything would be okay. You will be told how the faith Joseph and Mary exercised is an example for you to follow. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue teaching through this series. That's next time on Lessons for Living. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.